Just a reminder, our podcast deals with crimes that are often violent and graphic in nature, so listener discretion is advised. So when in doubt, leave the kids out. Now, please let us take you back in time. Hey, old time crime girl listeners. Hey, we've done a lot. We have. We were just talking about what's going on. It's Melissa here with Shannon. Here to bring another story this week. Hope everyone is doing well. Yes, we're doing good. I know life hasn't knocked us out yet. Nope, we're still we're still here. We're still kicking. It's starting to get cooler in the mornings, which I'm so happy about. It's gonna get darker sooner and darker in the mornings. I I love fall. I love I like to wake up. I do. I like to wake up and it'd be dark and I can drink coffee on the porch. How about on night. I don't care. Okay. I don't care. That's good. It doesn't affect me. You know, I, I just, I had to take out four light bulbs in our light before we yes. got started because I don't like to. Her light is very bright and she took the bulbs out because it's too bright for her. Yes. Uh, I just don't like that it gets dark so early. Not because I get affected. It's just, I don't know. It seems like. Well, like kids, when I used to have to wait for the school bus and it was dark outside and we had to walk away. That's, yeah. That was a little. Or I'm thinking it's bedtime. It's not. It's like five o'clock. And it's not nine yet. And I'm thinking. Yes, it's not but I can lay my kid down and he doesn't look out the window and go. But it's not dark yet. Because now it's starting to get dark. That's true. That does <laughs> now it's bedtime. <laughs> I can stay up like you need to go to bed. It's dark outside. That's but then true. when it gets dark at like five, it is extreme around here. And, and it affects like a lot of people, but thankfully it's never really affected me. So I'm thankful for that. A lot of people get that. Um, what is it called? Like Sundown depression. syndrome, yeah, where they get depression through the sun, the months where the sun goes down earlier. So, but anyway, but that was not, our weather tidbit. Yeah, we're, we're not that. So, but we'll start experiencing soon. So, yeah, tell us what we're talking about. We are going to travel to Gales Creek, Oregon, and talk about Derek and Roxanne Duran. Okay, and that last name is spelled a little different. So, pronunciation. I hope I got that right. Um, so, Gales Creek is this woody, like, less populated area. It's 30 miles away from Portland, okay. which Portland's pretty booming, um, popular scene. So, it's kind of out of the way. So, you're, like, not in the middle of the city. You're kind of, like, on your own. And so, Derek and Roxanne, they live there in Gales Creek. This is in 96. Because I know you're about to ask me Ooh, when did this happen. Okay. This was a while ago. 96 was a good year. This is, um, yes. I was 12. Anyway, I'm not giving, away, giving away my age there. I'm not giving away mine. Um, <laughs> a little bit older than so both Derek and Roxanne work in the computer industry. So they have high level stress jobs. Um, Derek himself works for Intel. I don't know what he did. Do not know what she did. I just know they were both in the computer industry. Oh, well, um, you can ask some questions. I do have some answers, but that's not one of them. Um, so one, you know, way to wind down from their stressful job is to come home to, you know, your own horse farm. That yeah. is the dream. That is my dream. That is really nice. So they had this nice home. They, you know, Roxanne loved horses. She always showed horses. She rode horses. So she had some of her own. And um, after living on their property for several years, they start constructing this 1,500 square foot addition. So like doing this big old house on their property. So we're going to come to, so it's February 4th, 1996. This is a lazy Sunday, just a regular day, run of the mill. In the afternoon, some neighbors recognize some smoke kind of filling up the air that seemed to be coming from the Duran's property, like over a quarter mile away. Like they couldn't see their house, again, wooded, rural, right. but they were like, something's not right over there. So they called it in. 
And then it took the fire department like a full 20 minutes to actually get there. Oh, wow. Yes. Well, if you're that far away and you see smoke, there's usually something going on. Not, I mean, there might be burning trash, but I don't know, seeing that far. Well, let's say it was like billowing like a bunch of smoke yeah, and um, like a quarter of a mile. And I think the only reference I have is like walking quarter of a mile, like to the stop sign. I guess it's kind of a ways to see smoke. But then again, not, not really. It's yeah. not that far. Yeah, that's true. They made it sound like it was, oh, from that far That's away true. they saw smoke. But anyway. They could have gotten in the car. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. It's not know. too far. But by the time the fire department arrived, so the fire was fully involved. And what that means is, think of like every window, every door, every opening. There's there's visible flames coming out of everything. Oh, it was wow. completely engulfed in flames. And it was um so much so that. It had been indicated it had burned for a long time. So, it had been burning for a while before okay. they got there. Um, so, then Derek arrives home from grocery shopping. Oh, okay. And then he's like, um, finds fire department, all these people, these cars. And he sees his wife's car in the garage. Okay. And so, he starts freaking out because, obviously, she was probably inside. Right. And so, he thinks he's she's in there. But the crew, they worked on this place for three hours before it was finally contained enough that they could go in and see what was going on. And so, of course, once all the ashes settled and everything, they find Roxanne inside, mm. unfortunately. And so, her remains were so badly burned, she's down to like 35 pounds of, of person. And so, that the medical examiner couldn't even determine cause of death. Okay. But they could determine that it was her? Um, yes, because okay. they could not do dental. Okay. But what they did was they did bone marrow material okay. and yeah. matched DNA. Okay. So, um, they did get confirmation that it was Roxanne. She was 34 years old. Um, but cause of death, I mean, she wasn't in a burning building, but all us crime fans know that doesn't yeah. mean that she died in a burning building. Right. So, um, so things are not always happen. what they seem. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. So, when they're going through all the debris and, like, what's there, trying to figure out the origin of the fire, like, what started it, what happened, um, there appear to be pieces of a handgun next to Roxanne. So now you're like, was it burn the house down, suicide, or right. was it your shot and then you're burned down? So like now they have to figure out what in the world is going on. So what started the fire? You know where the gun come from? All this information. And so of course, who are you gonna talk to? But Derek, because right. he's the husband. And he was out. He's the one who lives at the house. He's the one who you know that's the only person there. So he describes, you know, it's a typical Sunday. Like they got up late. He made breakfast. It was a lazy Sunday. You're just laying around, and then, you know, but because the weather, apparently the pipes were frozen. Okay. Again, we're in Oregon. We're not used to temperatures no. like that. Our pipes don't freeze on the regular, except for my sister-in-law's. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's another story. Um, what we do down here is, I, you probably do it, is just wrap right. your pipes with cloth, or like your or faucets that, outside with cloth, with like a washcloth right. or something. And then let the inside ones drip. Drip, yeah, if, if it's supposed to get really cold. But anyway, so apparently their, pri their pipes were frozen, so... What he did, and this makes absolutely no sense to me, was go down to the basement, turn the clothes dryer on, leave the door open to heat the room up. But then he goes and leaves the house to buy groceries. Okay. I have a really big question mark because whose dryer runs with the door Thank open? You. That's what I was just saying. I mean, I I was reading that and I was like, how? No, that doesn't I've make any sense. Yeah, right. I've never known a dryer run with the door open. And I actually have a dryer from 1996 <laughs> because that is when I bought it. 
And it still works. Yes. They don't make Woo! them like they used to. Because oh, I, I had to replace them. I know they're inanimate objects, but I hooked them up. It's a washer and a dryer. Oh, I used to do that to my car. Come on, car. You can do it. Yes. I go up and I hug them and I say, thank Sorry you. if that was loud. I banged on the counter. Thank you. Thank you for staying around. It's still working. And I mean, my washer shows. I mean, shows the whole house. So it's crazy, but I'm so thankful they're 26 years old and it's awesome. So, um, but yeah, yeah, I had, yeah, a, I had the a door huge, open. I had a huge so question this was mark. 96, so yes, I don't think Briar's he doesn't have combo, in. but I had a huge yeah. question mark. I was like, my paperwork has a huge question mark. And then having the dryer on and then opening the door is not gonna let like I've heard, heat. like my mom, like. It's you know, it's cold in the house. You've opened the oven before. Right. You cut the oven on for right. a minute. And, like, yeah, that gets the kitchen hot as crap. And you have and to cut it back off. especially houses that have gas, that was very dangerous because of now, carbon. another thing. Uh-huh. His dryer did run on propane gas. Okay. But still, yeah. I don't see how the door would be open when he No, because it. you're still... Yeah. I have no idea, but I don't think so. Because it's <laughs> propane gas. Doesn't it plug it... Uh, we're gonna get to all that in a minute. We're so, gonna unpack all okay, that stuff. I don't know much about gas, but go ahead. But yeah, so we know gas is flammable, but his dryer runs on propane. His story was he cut the dryer on, left the door open to heat up the basement so that the pipes wouldn't freeze. Right. Yeah. That's and so, and then he went grocery shopping. Then he just leaves the house with it running. Which I, my dad used to get mad at me for starting the dryer and then leaving the house. So that's another thing. Because you're not supposed to leave it running when you leave your house. Right. I don't leave the dryer running or the dishwasher running. Nothing. Oh, electrical. I am horrible. Crockpot? No, the crockpot's okay because it's a <laughs> slow cooker. But you think about an oven and dishwasher. Yeah, I, I don't leave the oven. I wouldn't leave the oven. Yeah, crockpot's okay. Dishwasher, I will set on time delay, leave it running. Dryer, I have. I will. I still will. I I'm sorry I'm too busy yeah. to sit around and wait for an hour. I just don't let it run. I just unplug it. But, I mean, it runs not unplug it, but open the door. But I just, a crockpot doesn't get hot enough to did you see This Is Us? No, I'm just, I, I didn't even watch This Is Us. Apparently, a crockpot burned the whole house down. It was a whole big thing. Um, no, now they no, have no, auto shutdowns. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry okay. for This Is Us fans. Um, yeah, that was a whole big thing. I remember people talking about that, throwing out the crockpots. But anyway, they're safer Has now. Proven? I don't know. It was a TV show. Yeah, okay. Now we're going to Google articles I'm on fires with, cro- with crockpots. And just give me Coach another Cougars. reason not to cook. <laughs> So, yeah, so his story was he did that, went grocery shopping, and then by the time he got home, fire department's already there, house is ablaze. Yeah, dryer runs on propane. We did talk about that. Hopefully, wife knew dryer was on. She'd get out if she could. Okay. So, you know, the cops asked, like, okay, you went out and you went grocery shopping. Like, where are your receipts? Like, show me where you went grocery shopping. So he produces a receipt from, um, I think, like Safeway okay. um, for 1446. That's 246 p.m. for those not used to military time of a debit sale from Safeway. So oh, he I was, was grocery shopping. $14. Uh, well, I'm, I'm sorry. Time stamped at 1446. Okay. 246 p.m. Gotcha. Military time. Um, but then you look at a picture of him. Dude's got scratch marks all over his face. Like bloody scratch marks that, like, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. obviously been in a scuffle with somebody. Right. And who scratches? I mean, women scratch. Right. We have fingernails. Right. And so, I mean, obviously he'd been in a struggle, and they're like, "Okay, dude, like, he could have fallen over the shopping cart. How, how'd you get those scratches there? Which a shopping cart has busted my finger open, but that's a whole other story <laughs> <laughs> for another day. So how did he get scratches? 
He said that he was clearing debris from across the road that had fallen during the ice storm, and he accidentally scratched his face. But remind you, this was supposed to be a lazy Sunday where they just got up late, ate breakfast, laid around, and he's like, oh, it's hot, it's cold downstairs. I'm going to go get groceries. And it's fresh. When did you scratches. say you were outside? Fresh. Like, the picture is like bloody scratches down the oh, side wow. of his face. And so he's like, that, that's why. I just accidentally scratched myself. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. D- did not look believable. Again, opening the dryer door and having it running did not sound believable. Yes. Nothing this guy was saying was believable. I mean, it has to click that little thing and run with the door <laughs> shut. So they determined there were two possible causes for the fire. Propane clothes dryer. And then in the garage, when they were going through everything in Roxanne's car, they found the battery cable was detached. Like on purpose. Oh. Which is weird. Yeah. Because I don't know why you would detach a car battery. Like, they were thinking maybe it arced somehow and, like, oh, the okay. propane, like, it caused an explosion or something. That's right. But um, they forensically looked at that and they decided to rule that out. Okay. And the reason that the fire spread so fast and so easily was and out of control because the building wasn't finished yet. Remember, they were constructing this house, so okay. only the walls were up. So, why are they... Why is the washer and dryer? And, like, I'm so confused. Yeah, I am, too. That doesn't make sense. Yep. So, so yeah. only the wall... Only the walls have been put up. So, there was no, like, barrier that the fire, like, had to work its way through. It just was, like... Phew. So, the pipes were just open. But frozen. And already working. I don't know. I don't I don't know. Because I know you know some general contracting stuff. I don't know. It just said the walls were bit. general contracts. Yes, I know. Okay. Old sad face. That's okay. The, um... Yeah, only the walls were put up. So the vehicle's ruled out, so now they turn their focus to the dryer. They start studying this dryer. And when looking at the dryer, they realize that the propane line that hooks up to the dryer was disconnected. Oh, so So the dryer wasn't even operational. So how could he have the dryer running if it wasn't even working? So then they're like, well, did we do this when we're like going? Because firefighters aren't concerned that it's a crime scene. They're trying to put out a fire. So then it was like, did we really do this? So then they actually um, were trying to figure that out too. They find this pile of like this like pellet like stuff next to the dryer, like in a little pile. And no one really knew what it was. And then they got to thinking like it took three days and one of the detectives was like, Wait a minute, because he had a cat. He's like, cat litter? Okay. He's like, why would there be cat litter? Right. They had cats, but the cat litter box was nowhere near the laundry room. Again, in an unfinished construction home that right. they weren't staying in. So, like, where in the world did this cat litter come from? It's crazy. Yes. So, Detective McKinney actually went and bought a bag of the same cat litter and sat it in his office poured it out in a bucket and just stared at it. It was like, why is there cat litter? And it doesn't make any sense. He was trying to figure out what in the world was it doing next to the, the dryer, the point of origin of this fire. Is it supposed to absorb something? Or? Well, someone walking by his office totally didn't know what he was working on, told them why that, that cat litter was there. And we'll get to that in just a second. All right, so we're going to find out why the cat litter was there. Any guesses? No, unless it was to absorb something. Because <laughs> it absorbs things. Well, so the Detective McKinney, who had the cat litter in his office, you know, obviously it's a, um investigation on what was going on with the fire. 
But there's another detective from a burglary unit, different, entirely different department, just happened to walk by in his office and be like, hey, you getting ready to start a fire? Uh, and he's so like, why? he said, why would you ask that? Like, no. He had no idea he was working on a fire investigation of this slash maybe homicide thing. And um, he's like, well, here's a tip. You know, if you soak cat litter in gasoline, it helps start campfires. I learned it in Boy Scouts. Okay. And it's like, oh, interesting. And in 1996, we didn't have Google. Right. <laughs> um, so, I clearly remember that. But guess who was an Eagle Scout growing up? Derek. Derek. Ding, 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 ding. So they're like, oh, well, maybe he knew this little trick too. So they brought arson dogs out and they could not detect like a, a accelerant of some type of sort. Um, that was used. It was having a hard time proving that it was arson. Did they um, the, the gun? Litter? They didn't figure out where the gun was from. The litter and the they didn't. Well, see, I guess it absorbs enough uh, that there yeah. wasn't a trail left over okay. that it wasn't considered to be an accelerant at that point because okay. the dogs found nothing. Okay. Um. So, but the me couldn't. You know, they labeled her as a homicide. Because they x-rayed, but there was no, there was very little left. They couldn't tell if there was a gunshot, but they could tell that there was no ash or soot in her lungs, no carbon monoxide in her blood. Okay. So that tells you that she wasn't breathing at the time that the fire was going on. So okay. if she was, she was burned posthumously afterwards. So she was not breathing, but she did have aspirated blood in her airway. So she had choked. On blood. Okay. Probably from some type of physical trauma. Yes. And again, Derek had scratches all over his face. Now, did you say the gun, could they tell if it had been shot? It was pieces of, like, uh, what appeared to be a gun, but everything was so badly burned that oh, okay, it, it was it. hard to tell. Okay. So, digging through all the debris, trying to figure out what had happened. Um, we I had think I had mentioned it earlier, but the line running to the dryer carrying the propane was disconnected. Okay. So, um, there's actually a... Forensic, um, how did they say it? Like metal urologist, someone, someone who is like specifically forensically studies metal. Metal, yeah, you got it. Uh, Yeah, something like that. Metallurgist, yes. Okay, Um, we'll go with it. They determined they use this um, metallograph. Oh, yeah, this 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 fancy um machine. That he actually, if we're it, sorry, but yes, if that is your field, I am so sorry, but I applaud you that it exists because we were able to find people, you know, like this. So he's actually was able to see that the pipe was open at the time of the fire. So the firefighters were wondering if they did it. Well, it's actually, it's grooved, you know, it's it connected by screwing together. It couldn't just pull apart or all the metal would be like stripped. Okay. So it was obvious that it had to be un- untwisted to be unconnected. Um, there was also like little tiny brass beads on the metal fitting, like microscopic little brass beads. They couldn't tell where that was from, but what it was determined was like where where it's connected. He unscrewed it and connected it, but then the pipes above it had a copper fitting. And as the fire melted the the brass or co- whatever copper it was, the drops dropped down on the openings. Oh, okay. So it proved that it was open yes. at the time of fire. Okay. So this blows like holes all in his little story about having the dryer running. So, the claim that the dryer was running was false because it was disconnected. And then they're like, why in the world? What's the motive? What is the motive behind that? Right. So, there was no, like, other woman. There was no affairs, anything like that. Um, It had determined to be money, which is a top motive. Right. 
So they often fought about money. They often argued about money. And the bottom line is horses are expensive. They are. Which yes. they are. And then she had a barn built. She had a riding arena. She was taking cutting lessons at $300 a pop. Like she was showing these horses, which is a tremendous amount of money. What's cutting lessons? I knew you were going to ask that. And <laughs> guess what? Know. I don't know. Because okay. I haven't had to look it up. Okay. Well, we'll find out later. It's okay. You don't have to look it up. But the bottom line, I'm kind of curious to know too. But the bottom line is um, horses are expensive. It's expensive to upkeep. And um, well, they get sick. Ooh, yeah, I mean the vet bills alone. Um, Barrier services. Yep. If you're showing them, if you're showing them, you got like entrance fees and all kinds of stuff. So she was taking cutting classes. Is that what you're looking up? Yes. Awesome. Is a Western style equestrian competition in which the horse and rider work together. Before a judge or panel of judges to demonstrate the horse's athleticism and ability to handle cattle. So, like cu cutting oh, cattle. Okay. Now that makes sense. Cutting cattle. Got it. If you want those lessons, they're apparently $300 a pop in 1996. There's no telling how much they're going to cost yes. now. That was a while <laughs> so, yes. Like, I've heard of barrel racing and like dressage and like jumping and all that stuff because I used to go to horse shows, but I've never seen anyone show cutting. Okay. So, if you're interested in that, there's an avenue. There you go. It's expensive, though. So it's expensive. <laughs> so, um, and also at work. So, he's got that going on. And then work, he works at Intel. His job, they found out, was going to be transferred 150 miles away. Mm -hmm. So, then it was a lot of argument about, do we move? She didn't want to give up her horses. Like, I'm not moving. Her stance from, according to her sister, was like, you go work your job Monday through Friday. Get yourself a little apartment up there. Come home on the weekends. And why, yeah, why, why murder? I mean, you're losing everything when you murder. So, he wasn't down for that. Oh, wow. So, they're thinking that was what was behind that. He got angry. Yes. And it became physical. So, of course, he denies having any involvement whatsoever. But the jeans he was wearing the night of the fire had like this little teeny tiny spot on them. And it was brought up to him like, hey, what you know, what happened to your jeans? What, oh, it's just mud. Mm. Okay. Well, it wasn't just mud. Okay. Well, it was blood. blood. And it was Roxanne's blood. So, again, he denies having any involvement. So, obviously, forensic science is there. It's fact. It can be proven. So, he was charged with arson and murder. But here's, here's the thing. The jury didn't deny that she was murdered. But they could not come to the assumption that he meant to do it. So, so it wasn't murder, it was manslaughter. Okay. So he was convicted of arson with first degree manslaughter, which spent the um, sentence was 10 years in prison. So he's out. Of um, course. And would you like to know what he's doing now? Yes. Okay, so this made me really mad. Nothing done. So he did serve his 10 years because it was 10 years without the possibility of parole. So he had to spend his whole 10 years. Because I know we were thinking, like, he's probably going to get out in two and right. five or whatever. But he was, had, like, a gold star record, phenomenal prisoner, followed all the rules. So he was released in November, um, November 30th of 06. And then after he was released from prison, he completed three years of post-prison supervision without any issues. Okay. So, um, I mean, maybe we do know there are crimes of passion, fit of rage. Maybe he didn't mean to and then got really scared and tried to cover his tracks. Obviously not well, right. but I mean, anyway, some people can be forgiven. We know that. I don't, I don't know, but what he's doing now. Oh. <laughs> so he remarried in October of 2010 to this lady named Janine. Okay. 
she's a retired radio personality who owns a state a radio station. So okay. she, obviously she's got money coming in. They're in the real estate business. They own apartment complexes and all this stuff. I wonder how he met her. I don't know, but they live on eleven acres. And guess 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 horses. what they do with those eleven acres? It is a rescue farm for horses, dogs, cats, and a macaw parrot. When the whole irony of the situation was about not being able to keep the horses. Yes. Now he owns and rescues horses. Oh, my word. Does he try to say he does it in her memory or anything? Oh, so, well, in 2013, he earned his MBA from University of Portland. So, he even stuck around. Yes. And so, now he's semi-retired. So, he works with his wife, managing their real estate, caring for their many pets, and traveling the world four or five times a year. And his wife, I know, I can, your blood is boiling right now. His wife says, quote, he is the most gentle, thoughtful, and loving man she has ever known. Oh, my word. So, he has a website. Nobody killed him. He was, he's the one that caused his wife's death. Exactly. And so, now he's sitting pretty. Oh, well, his, um, he has a website. Um, it's called, uh, Duran.com or whatever. It has his email up there. has his whole resume and all his accomplishments. But the even, very even the, well, the very tagline at the top says "Living free and being me." Oh my gracious! So on his pic, she has pictures on there, and it like went back to like his father and his childhood days. And I was like, let me scroll through this timeline and see what's up there. So he has their wedding picture. So he does. Says so okay. like um, Derek and Roxanne married in nineteen ninety whatever, and then um the pics go. There's a nineteen ninety five pic of um Derek and Roxanne on a horse ride in Hawaii. And then it jumps to 2007 in the backyard of a rental house. So, where's that time gap? Right. Derek, right. what'd you do during those years? And he doesn't tell. Doesn't, doesn't say on there. And then it's all his new pictures with his new wife. And they're tripping, like, they're in Venice. And they're in Rome. And they're in, yeah, so all he, these different places. Hawaii. and He's living free and being me. Living free and being me. Yeah. Oh, my. Just, oh, it's sad. But, like. The whole thing was probably because she didn't want to get rid of her horses, and now you own horses anyway. Like, so her family letters. has to be roll or she, we know Roxanne's rolling in the grave, but he's yeah, it doesn't say much about her family, does it? Did it have I had like little snippets of interviews in there, um, like about the the argument, and that she for a fact told him, like, you go work and come home on the weekends, yeah, which I is. Mean, I think that would be a good compromise. Like, I, I get a break so. from you. I don't have to take care of the horses. I can right. work my job. I get to come home. Yeah, I don't understand. Uh, that makes me sad. And he was okay. okay with traveling. Oh, that, yeah. That's my lab. She says hello. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. Yes. That was our story today. And yeah. My, she's hungry because it's dinner time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Layla, do you approve of this podcast? <laughs> Because we're not cutting it. (laughs) It's staying in. That's right. (laughs) So we hope you all have a wonderful week. And just remember. If you do the crime, it'll catch up with you in time. And we'll talk about it.